Dude up. Dude. Up. Live. Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood. This. This is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. All right, guys. Yeah. Let's make history. No. <laughs> oh God, I, I put too much pressure on this. I'm no, sorry. Adam, Adam, every show. That's okay. I think what what you're trying to say is nothing less than the fate of the world rests on this broadcast. No. God, no. Guys, See? just not... be funny. Oh. Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any criticism made about an actor that becomes doable in cartoon form is purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, John C. Riley? Oh, dig. Welcome, everybody. Is my mic on? Hey, there it is. I hear you. Hey, welcome, everybody. Uh, it's November here at the Toad Hop Network, and we are the Movie Guys. I am your main movie guy, Paul Preston, here alongside Lee Caius and Adam Witt. Uh, Karen Volpe, a movie guy uh, in our circle, is not here. Flying back east, which is apparently just something one of us does every week. Uh, but we're happy to have you here at Ground Zero for all things movies. There'll be talk, there'll be news, reviews, comedy, all sorts of stuff. We're going to bring it to you like we do every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern, uh, right here on the Toad Up Network. Or you can check this out on iTunes as well. Just search the movie, guys. You can get all these shows archived there. Today, we're going to cover what's coming up and take a look at one of the films that opened last week. Now, this is only our fourth show, and we want to maintain... Some kind of journalistic integrity. I think we all do, right? Well, we've certainly set a baseline for that. Point. Yes. <laughs> well, I think it's important to recognize when you are one who uh, misinforms the general public via the radio. Well, it's never intentional. Yeah. It, well, we, it's important to make a call. We're here for a public service. Yes. Yeah. It's if we lead astray, it's purely accidental. All right, so we would like to uh, once again do a little something that we did here a couple of weeks ago. Something called the Movie Guys Retractions. Retractions. There you go. We're not fact-checking anymore? Take it away, Lee. Okay. Uh, yes, Paul, the uh, listener line was a buzz last week with a couple of errors that we made during the broadcast. So um, we're going to listen in to last week's show, uh, something you and I talked about when referring to the film Silent Hill Revelation. So let's take a listen to that. The sequel to Silent Hill titled Revelation may be because someone had beat them to Port of Call, New Orleans, continues the story started in 2006's film that sounds like a boring subdivision. Actually, subdivision sounds like it might be a pretty scary movie, too. Now, as hilarious as that was, <laughs> uh, as you can see, we goofed on the title Silent Hill uh, sounding like a, you know, uh, a boring subdivision or that the, the title subdivision itself could actually be uh, a scary movie. Well, um, the joke is on us because as Variety has reported, uh, the spec script entitled, you guessed it, Subdivision uh, has recently been sold to Universal Pictures. So congratulations to Morgan Jurgensen and Alex Enkelis. Well, there you go. <laughs> they actually sold a script called That's Subdivision. Great. Yes, and I emailed uh, everybody who's on mic right now with the heading, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, apparently it's not their first spec script, so these guys know what they're doing. And um, it's a, it's a uh, scary comedy. It's a spoof comedy, horror comedy. It's I, a spoof. I, I should spoof. speak on behalf of the entire movie guys group then and just uh, simply say Please. that um well I'm, I'm embarrassed that we didn't know that um it's just awful it's a miserable day and that was just some kind of totally sick joke defense mechanism which does not indicate any of our feelings not one 
but just shows the kind of stress this represents for all of us. And to show you just how sincere we are, that was a quote from Broadcast News. Continue. <laughs> well, as we said, nothing less than the fate of the world rests on this broadcast. Well, at last week, Adam was referring to um, the plot of Cloud Atlas. Mm -hmm. and unfortunately, we made another mistake. Uh, he got something wrong when referring to the specific plot point. Let's take a, a listen there, Paul. Cloud Atlas is also about a clone in futuristic Korea who rebels against the future set. So uh, let's take some uh, Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Your clones are very impressive. You must be very proud. You know, that actually hurts to listen to now because I'm it's so, sorry. so wrong. It's so wrong. <laughs> now, what Adam, what you had done there is you referred yeah. to portions of Cloud Atlas as taking place in futuristic Korea, which is true. Uh, but then you paralleled that story to a clip of Star Wars Attack of the Clones. And honestly, really, how did we get that wrong? Because I don't know. We all know yes. Star Wars takes place when? A long, a long time, time ago. ago. And where? A galaxy far, far away. To your credit, you didn't say this happened yeah. around the corner in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did say Korea, but that's Across just in the, the street, story. recently, yeah. this occurred. <laughs> yeah. and, no, no sorry, a long time ago. I'm embarrassed about the whole away. thing, changing my name. As you should be. Oh, well. Um, well, so that mistake was made, Paul. Do you have yeah. anything to say on our behalf? Considering how uh, fragile... Well, I do. I've prepared, I've prepared a statement. Oh, great. Thank God. <laughs> Considering how fragile relations are with Korea, I regret the movie guys slip up in this matter. Mm -hmm. The shadow of the memory of Kim Jong-il. We will make this right and are truly sorry. He's a great and honorable man, or not. And dead. Is he dead? Yeah. When did he die? Well, why, where, where have you been? Kim Jong-il? Is Kim Jong-il dead? Uh, his brother? Fidel Ill or whatever Fidel, is in there right. now. Fell ill. Fell ill. Fell ill. I was racing you to that one. He <laughs> <laughs> Fidel ill. His father fell ill. Uh, all righty. Well, unfortunately, there um, there is just one more um, mistake that we made, and this is quite possibly the most egregious error we have yet made in the history of this broadcast. And, and Paul, I I shuddered it to give you the cue, but go ahead. Let's let's hear it. Okay. Well, I am the slutty cast of Mr. Science Theater. <laughs> I'm not wearing any underwear under the jumpsuit. Um. Turns out I was, in fact, wearing underwear. Oh, I knew it. Thanks, Lee. Thank you for the retractions, Lee. That wasn't awkward. I don't know about you, but I, I can sleep better now, knowing that we've put those... I, I don't want to know how you sleep. We've talked <laughs> way too much about how your, your various states of dress. In, a, in, a, in the fetal bit position, often weeping. That's how I sleep. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the title of your biography. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like me or die. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that legal matter, though. We don't want to clear those things up when they come to our attention. But Absolutely. Um, Halloween is behind us. So we're beginning the holiday movie season, which, of course, for a movie guy, very, very exciting. Uh, it's going to get prestigious. It's going to get blockbustery. Mm -hmm. And so let's get to it uh, with a little something coming out this weekend. We can preview Wreck-It Ralph. Adam, let's do this. All right. <laughs> From the studio that brought you What If a Whole Bunch of Cars Talked, and the filmmakers who gave us What If There Was a Movie About Bugs, and the minds behind well, How About Only Safari Animals, comes Video Games Have Lives, also known as Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph is Disney's 3D animated feature about the lives of the characters that live inside our video games. Specifically, Wreck-It Ralph, the villain of a game... Fix-It Felix Jr., a great copy of an 80s arcade classic. In the game, Felix must fix all the buildings that Ralph wrecks. 
Until Ralph, voiced by one of the goofiest voices working today, John C. Riley. Hi, I'm Captain Steve Rule. <laughs> decides he's fed up with playing Donkey Kong to Felix's Mario and decides to leave his game and hit the road to the toontown of the new millennium. Hi, but I'm Captain Steve Rule. <laughs> Riley, it's, so, it's hilarious. <laughs> I have no. All right, all right. So anyway, we will play that again before the show's <laughs> over. Uh, so Wreck It Ralph hops from familiar game to familiar game, encountering Cuberts and Sonics. There's a girly Candyland-style video game where he meets a pipsqueak with the voice of Sarah Silverman, and he also ventures into some masculine Medal of Honor gunplay, led by the voice of another dude, Jane Lynch. It's hard to tell if Ralph's journey has anything going on below the surface. But that, of course, never makes it into trailers. Uh, but most of the fun here is projecting human problems onto video games as Ralph has to go to a support group for video game villains the way a human might go for a crippling addiction to alcohol. If it can string together a lot of fun connections like that, this movie could be really fun. It's like Tron without any of the challenge to your perception of God. It's directed by Rich Moore, who has directed other animated things, such as The Simpsons and Futurama, another good sign. He makes a Mario Brothers-like jump from the small screen to the big screen, directing a movie that's based on a video game, uh, which is something that is played on the small screen. So even though he's left television for the movie world, he still gets to stay in his comfort zone, I think. That was a smart move on his part. <laughs> Either way, being Disney's 52nd animated feature, this is going to be huge for new characters to scare your kid at Disney. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Wreck it, Ralph, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I can't wait to see it. It's the, it's the most clever movie that you're like, oh, of course, a whole movie about what takes place inside a video game. Yeah, mm -hmm. it looks like the best thing Pixar, the best looking Pixar movie Pixar didn't make. Yeah. But uh, the best thing about Pixar joining with Disney when it did was that John Lasseter, the head of Pixar, and I'm going to gush because you know I do, I love Pixar. It's one of the best filmmakers out there. And John Lasseter came in, and part of the deal was he took over the whole animation department. So even though Pixar didn't make this, Lasseter has had his hand in it, no doubt, overseeing it. Could be wrong about that. I'm speculating. But I imagine everything that was in development there, he came in, spiffed up, got him sharp, and I, I think it's going to be great. Well, I wonder how he separates that. I mean, he's got to be in literally a, uh, ooh, that's a really good idea I'm going to save for Pixar. Like, he's in both meetings all day, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph, that's a great idea for Disney. Not gonna, you. What's that mean? Is that offensive? Like when John Lester's like, that's a, that's a pretty Pixar idea. Or non, that's not really a Pixar idea. Let's give that to Disney. Well, I heard there was an interesting promotion that if you pay in quarters, you get half off. Oh, nice. The video game. It's a video game, game. Yeah. joke. Like they that. even, that's good. They even take quarters anymore. I haven't been inside a video arcade in years. But there are video arcade games anymore, right? Are there? Oh, I yeah, remember as a kid going to arcades, I remember waiting outside for the arcade to open Ooh. with a fistful of quarters and playing track and field until I got blisters because that was just – and it was a quarter at the time. Now I think you have to slide your credit card, right? All 12-year-olds <laughs> just go in with their own. They actually do at like the places where they have all the games like the Dave & Buster's and stuff yeah. like that. It's all these like sit-down big video games with the little fake credit card they give you and all the games. I think like, like adding 3D to a movie – the video game folks, this has to be something you cannot experience at home. It's got to be a big motion sensor. Well, now they got motion sensor at home. But it's got to be a huge, sprawling game with you know, a giant car that you're in or something. It's got to be big, 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 like you said. Well, I remember going to Dave & Buster's a, a while ago, several years ago, and they had a flight simulator. Mm. 
where best game at Dave and Buster's, by the way. But it wasn't even a game. It was literally <laughs> a flight. Sim- now, at the time, this was I actually went pre nine eleven, so I didn't pay attention to all the guys with turbans lining up to play it. Zing. Zing. Oh. zing. Okay. But no, it was it was not a game. Racist zing. Yes, racist zing. <laughs> can you make a next week? Can you make a little? I'm gonna make a racist racist zing. zing. <laughs> But it wasn't even a game. It was it literally, and it was the worst game in the world because nothing happens. And oh yeah, it's nobody gets killed, nobody no. shoots anything. There's yeah. no going to There's the no right. Guns on the plane, nothing. nothing. You just land it. It's four lines, right? It's like a grid that you have to line up, and then you're in a plane, and it takes an hour to play. <laughs> that reminds me of one of the most underrated Atari games. My cousin and I were obsessed with it, and it was the space shuttle game. And all you did, and you used the Atari console, which had like four switches on it. Remember that? Like black yeah. and white and whatever. And those opened cargo doors and put down, and then there's two joy. You had to use two joysticks, so you had to have like a command. Anyway, it was, uh, that was, but all you did was take I off. I never this. knew anything about that. You took the space shuttle off, and you landed it, and it was all the graphics we'd come to love from what Atari. What did they do with it anyway, in real life? With they, what? The space shuttle. They That's fly true. up to the space. They look around. Oh, don't get me started on the space shuttle. That's a whole nother Oprah. I do not <laughs> have time for the space. That thing barely left the Earth's gravity. It wasn't space exploration. The Concorde got up that high. <laughs> that dude got up that high on a balloon. The exactly. He jumped, off a, he jumped back to the ground. Oh, yeah. Star Wars, by the way, best video game ever. Which one? Star Wars. One the the handle, the the twin handle. Oh, at the uh, arcade. Yeah, oh, the yes, arcade, yeah. yes. They knocked so- down one of that too. Did they? Okay, so we're off time. No, there was something to be said though for like putting your quarter down, like you got the next game. Oh, when I, you had the authority, you're like. I had a whole row of quarters across next. the top. That is, that was the fun thing. You put your quarter up there to be like, I'm next, dude. Exactly. Yeah. But you couldn't put a bunch up there, right? Wouldn't you get looks? Oh no, you where I came from. Yeah, you put like 12 quarters across the top. That's what I did. I, first of all, it was track and field. There wasn't a line behind me to play track and field. By the way, I want to thank everybody under 30 for listening and who just tuned <laughs> yeah. out. Who didn't know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, it's a lot like Justin Bieber. That's like my new thing when I'm like, uh, when I get caught in a reference and I'm like trying to play young, I'm like, it's Pac-Man. It's you went around a grid and it's like Justin Bieber. He's got a video game, right? Justin Bieber's got a video game. It's on your iPhone. It's on your iPhone. Yeah. Well, it's uh, this is a uh, well. Star Wars, obviously, there's movies that became video games, mm-hmm. and there's games that became movies. Which came first? So this is uh, Wreck-It Ralph is it now going to become a video game, right? I would I hope so. But no, it's a fake video game that is a movie that will be a video game. That will yeah. be a video game right. that Mel Brooks will turn into a play and then make into a movie and then back into a play <laughs> starring Nathan Lane. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Brothers was the first video game that became a movie. And then there was all fighting games after that. Your Mortal Kombat, your Final Fight, oh, your Street yeah. Fighter, your Double Dragon. Mortal Those were Kombat. all yeah. the paper boy. <laughs> What's that? What'd you request? I said. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, Tron was, but that was a video game at the same time as a movie. Very clever. But that doesn't count, right? That's not a video game that became a movie. Probably not. The but, very but, first example that you can even cite was both at the same time, which is how far ahead Tron yeah, was. It was a couple years later that Indiana Jones came out. That was a video game? Which reminds me. Temple of Doom. So it was 84. That's after Tron. Which reminds me. Do you remember the Atari? The Atari Raiders of the Lost Ark game? No. Pitfall. Was it called Pitfall? (laughs) That was a way better Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) Raiders of the Lost Ark Atari was called Pitfall. My mom actually called Atari to get (laughs) tips. Who, who does that back in 1984? Like, they got tired of taking calls, so they put up books. They said, here, go buy this book. I'll tell back you how when to win you could call Atari. Yeah, you could call Atari. There's a guy working the Atari switchboard. <laughs> yeah. Hey. 
too funny. Uh, well, listen, um, we're not one to bypass an opportunity. All this talk of uh, movies becoming video games and video games becoming movies. So we want to get our ideas out there for the next movie based on a video game. So Hollywood, we know you're listening. I think if you're going to find the next great video game based blockbuster, you're going to find it right here. So uh, let's get to it. Lee, you're yes, first. Yes, we, we, we assume all of Hollywood is listening. So hopefully we'll be able to get these out, right, and get first dibs into... We are broadcasting from Hollywood. Hollywood. I'm just not going to give these great ideas out to everybody. Downtown Hollywood. <laughs> uh, so hey, I have an just idea. Take the, when we're done, just take this show and put it in an envelope and mail it to yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> that works, right? <laughs> well, that reminds me, Paul. Pac-Man the movie is my idea. Kevin James stars as a compulsive overeater who undergoes hypnosis. And while under hypnosis, he's visited by the ghost of his past, present, and, of course, Inky, Blinky, and Clyde. They teach him the importance of a balanced diet with such fruits like cherries, strawberries, oranges, and bananas. I think that's going to be a hit, big hit. Oh, yeah, that's going to be huge. Did I mention family. he gets hit in the crotch? Because <laughs> Well, just show it in the trailer, it. whether it's relevant or not. If it, it's, it happens and it's an anomaly, put that in the trailer as many times as possible. Kevin James gets hit in the crotch with a banana. <laughs> well, you know, that's right. It's Kevin James. Of course he gets hit in the crotch. Lines around the corner. Well, I'm hearing about this uh, other movie that's been put into development after mm. Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, they're actually going to do a big screen version of Frogger. Have Ooh. you heard about this? No. Please tell us. <laughs> Zach, Ra- Zach Efron well, stars... Out. That's not Frogger music, is it? It this is. is this is oh, wait. Man. By the time you know you're, you're, the the idea of what we could do with Frogger is done, it's very heartwarming. Okay, I'm sorry. Very <laughs> heartwarming. <laughs> Zac Efron stars in this heartwarming road movie as he sets out on an eye-opening journey of self-discovery. It's a trek against the odds and traffic, where every step he lands, every st- every step he takes lands another obstacle in his way, and he soon learns that sometimes you have to take a huge leap of faith to find that log. You call home. Also starring Willem Dafoe as a lurking crocodile. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's about right. That's about right. I see big things for that. And uh, I see things for that. I see things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Kids. Last up, I can't do a William Dafoe. Am I the only one that can't do a William Dafoe? I can do a William Dafoe. Can, can, can a lot of people do a William no, Dafoe? No. Oh, I'm thinking, who am I thinking of? I don't know. Christopher Walken. Oh, well. Yeah. Don't they? They're the Everybody same does. guy. Everyone's going to no walk No one does Willem Dafoe. I do Dafoe. Yeah. You do Go a ahead. Willem Dafoe? Pl- platoon. I love this place at night with the stars. <laughs> How's that not Christopher Walken? Because Walken... That's not. Yeah, it would be a little more insane about it. These stars, the bright... Hey, I'm not the I'm only one I'm imposing a no Walken rule on this show. No Walken. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. It was, like, it was asked of me. Everyone's got I a Walken. I know, I know. Everyone's like, got a Nicholson. They pull the hair back. You know, the, Up on the wall. Like, I thought you did no the phone. <laughs> I confused the we two. We should put a sign up. No, we come no in walking. and we leave it up for all the other shows here too. No walking. I like that idea. Yeah, no, no stairway to heaven. No walking. No walking. All right. Well, will Frogger or Pac-Man make money? I don't know. Kevin James sounds pretty, like he can make some money. Efron jury's out on whether he's. Box I did office mention potential. he gets hit in the crotch, right? He did. <laughs> but this guy is box office gold. Ooh, Tyler Perry's oh. Capcom bowling. <laughs> There's no time to spare when all of the world is trying to split you apart. A movie about gathering those closest to you and finding strength in numbers. This is an inspirational tale of people who repeatedly get knocked down only to find the strength to drag themselves out of the gutter and stand together once again. Tyler Perry's Capcom Bowling, ladies and gentlemen. That's a... What was the... uh... 
I think that's uh, that's your money, man. What was the comment you made about everyone under 30 turning out? Capcom bowling? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that just sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> Capcom's a whole brand. Kids. Is it? Yeah, they made fighting you... games. They made fighting games and bowling. When I was a kid, we had a video, a home video game that was just bowling. Yeah. The whole unit was <clears throat> built and bought to play bowling. Square balls, square pins. Yeah. That was bowling. It had no cartridges. It had no joysticks. Oh, really? One of those? It was It was just a bowling game. Sears Mega System. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> True value bowling. True value. <laughs> Hardware bowling. <laughs> Video game system. <laughs> now with dots versus... <laughs> <laughs> Dots versus sticks. That's what it was. It was either a square ball or a stick. That's what we had. values video game console. Because everybody got in on that, right? Not with sticks. <laughs> not with sticks versus balls. Remember when they had Pong and they made hockey? They put a goal in Pong. Oh, and all you got to do is take the little stick in Pong and put two things to the side of it, and you got combat from Atari, right? <laughs> yeah. 1981. <laughs> We're old. <laughs> all right, screw all hey, that. Next movie. Uh, we have another movie. Yeah, here. time's ticking. So let's talk know about... Know your pop uh, culture. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> know your past or be doomed to repeat it. Uh, well, it seems like just yesterday we were talking about uh, Resident Evil, and bam, now it's awards season. So let's get to another distinguished project, Flight, starring Flight. Denzel Washington. Let's preview this some bitch. Flight! Flight. Oh. That went a lot better in rehearsal. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. We lucked out just then. <laughs> well, it's that time of year when studios release movies that get nominated for Oscars. It's a mad coincidence that continues year after year. Because of that, I'll be introducing the next two months' releases by saying the nominees are... Flight. After passing on titles like Plane, Wings, and Sky, the story of Sully Sullenberger, but not, is another airplane disaster movie, but not, from Robert Zemeckis. It's Soul Plane with a soul as Zemeckis returns to directing human beings and Denzel Washington plays a heroic airline pilot forced to live with the guilt of almost killing everyone on board. Denzel Washington plays Whip Whitaker, marketing the first time anyone's been named that in anything. <laughs> I think it bodes well for the film, as any time Denzel's character has a weird name, it's usually a good movie, like when he played Gray Grantham in The Pelican Brief, or Bleak Gilliam in Mo Better Blues, or Malcolm X. Whip, we'll just call him, is a hard-partying airline pilot. When he's not living dangerously, he's navigating 100, to 100 tons of steel miles above the earth. Well, okay, that sounds dangerous, too. But one fateful flight, the plane loses power to one of the engines. Was there a bomb on the plane? Yes, but after they finished showing John Carter, Zing! the Boom! engines lost power, forcing the brave pilot to barnstorm the jumbo airliner like a blue angel jet that serves peanuts, miraculously landing the plane in a cornfield, saving everyone on board, and allowing Alec Baldwin to finish his game of words with friends. Only to have Daniel Baldwin contest that exuberance is, isn't a word. <laughs> It isn't. Sully 2.0 becomes a nationwide media sensation, but while explaining to Dr. Phil how he was abused as a child, behind the scenes, the whip comes under intense scrutiny by the FAA, presumably because those whose lives he saved weren't saved enough. And they've investigated just how... <laughs> they've decided to investigate just how Charlie Sheen this new Sully really is. Could you imagine during the Sully celebration if a picture of him showed up? With him looking all Joe Francis with his arms around Paris Hilton all smashed, it would really sully the name Sully. 
Well, the news tightens as the FAA tells Whip that his blood alcohol <laughs> level was illegal, and they investigate him for endangering hundreds of lives. The movie takes a dramatic turn as he tears himself into knots over the guilt of being exposed, punished, and possibly never again hosting with Kelly Ripa. But this film solves one mystery. Whatever happened to Robert Zemeckis? <laughs> we last heard from Mr. Zemeckis when he released Castaway, which, if you recall, is the story of a stranded Tom Hanks who, is, who has to survive on a deserted island after the plane he is on crashes into the ocean. Well, in flight, Zemeckis returns to the friendly skies only to, well, once again, plummet to the earth in a ball of fire. This time he lands in a cornfield and almost everyone survives, so clearly it's not the people on the plane, but rather the planes themselves that Mr. Zemeckis seems to have an issue with. The director of Back to the Future and Forrest Gump went missing for a decade with only a trail of digital motion caption... Motion... Cartoons, Captain? Who wrote this? Motion capture, <laughs> motion capture cartoons. 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 Uh, indicating that he was alive. For I a lot of that. Zemeckis fans, it was like... Say again? I wrote that. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have read it before I came on the air. For a lot of Zemeckis fans, it's like time. watching David Fincher shoot only Judy Moody movies. The film co-stars John Goodman, who seems to have gained weight for the role, and Don Cheadle, who we can only again. presume replaced Terrence Howard. Oh, come on. So... <laughs> there you have, uh, where is it? Hey! There are hey. a couple of times. All right, enough of that, because we got to talk real quick about this uh, before we get into our quick sponsor and then uh, hit the break. Um, this, uh, this movie l looks great. I am excited to see the return to an actual movie for Robert Zemeckis. Should we, should we save the discussion for after the break? Yeah, we can talk. Okay. What time is it now? How much time do we have? Uh, we should probably get to the break. So let's uh, talk to our uh, sponsor. We have, we have one more too, yeah. right? that we need Paul, to... Uh, we should always make time for the sponsor. They're the ones that keep the yeah, show going. We can blabber on yeah. whenever, but let's just keep our sponsors happy. Well, yeah. in, in the film, let me just say real quick, and then we'll get out. Um, the, the movie, they run these simulations to see if uh, there was any chance of landing that plane safely. And it turns out only Denzel could do it when he was drunk. So, uh, uh, this movie, An Advocate for Drinking... Which is a great uh, way to NASCAR lead to our sponsor. <laughs> we have a new patron to the program, and we're thrilled about having him. Uh, let's take a break and talk about uh, Welcome to the Movie Guys Live, Booze. Oh, a new sponsor called Booze. You got a drink. Do you suffer from road rage? Need a little something to take the stress off your commute? Well, try Booze. Booze. Drink for today. Say, is that pool game not contentious enough? Somebody got it coming, but you don't have the courage to say so? Well, say it with booze. Booze. Drink to your freedom. <laughs> having trouble with... Having trouble showing what a slut you are at the office party? Well, make the most of the opportunity to show Mitch in accounting just how much you care with booze. Booze. Drink for America. From meeting new friends to bonding with sports friend friends... Nothing makes things easier than booze. Drink, 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 drink. <laughs> Nervous about landing that passenger jet that's breaking apart at 30,000 feet with 129 souls aboard? Well, try booze. <laughs> drink all the time. Brought to you by the National Booze Council. The National Booze Council reminds you to drink responsibly. Always drink in moderation. We'll be back. I've had too much booze. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Does your car smell like... You need scent balm. Does your house smell like... Get some scent balm. Does the bathroom smell like... 
Get some scent bomb. Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers to type in the promo code RADIO at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right, you spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's get some scent bomb. Hey parents, if your child's birthday is right around the corner, then listen up. BirthdayExpress.com has you covered with everything you need to make the next birthday the best one ever. From favors and treats to balloons, games, and decorations. Even better, go to BirthdayExpress.com today, use promo code PARTY, and get 15% off everything. Birthday Express also has an enormous selection of themes, including brands like Angry Birds, The Avengers, and Dr. Seuss. Just go to BirthdayExpress.com today and use code PARTY for 15% off. That's BirthdayExpress.com. Promo code PARTY. Stop just dreaming about a brighter future. Go after it. If you're a technical thinker with the ambition to pursue your education, look to a leader in technology education. ITT Technical Institute. Call 1-800-741-5123. ITT Tech teaches skills and knowledge that can be used to pursue entry-level careers in our technology-driven culture. And ITT Tech is geared towards helping students pursue their goals. Instruction is designed to include practical, hands-on applications. For most full-time students, classes meet just three days a week, which can help make it easier for you to work and meet the other demands of life. Would pursuing a technology-related education align with your personal goals? Then call for an ITT Tech brochure at 1-800-741-5123. Call ITT Tech at 1-800-741-5123. Classes are forming now, so call ITT Tech, 1-800-741-5123. Are you sick of cigarettes ruling your life? Tired of the yellow teeth and shortness of breath? Think nothing out there works? Think again. Introducing Miraset, the all-new revolutionary solution to stop smoking forever. Miraset is an all-natural spray registered with the FDA created from homeopathic ingredients. Miraset suppresses your nicotine cravings and withdrawal symptoms, allowing your body to reprogram itself to remove the crave forever. Former longtime smokers are marveling over the effectiveness of Miraset. Randy writes, I've tried several stop smoking products without any success. After trying Miraset, Miraset, my overall health is so much better, and my urges have gone away. Miraset is not a temporary solution with harmful side effects like some of these other products. It is an all-natural and permanent solution to stop smoking for good. Order your one-month supply of Miraset today to end the nicotine addiction for only $49.95 with a money-back guarantee. We care about restoring your health. Order Miraset now and stop smoking forever. Call 800-394-6149. That's 800-394-6149. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. (laughs) Nothing less than the fate of the world. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, let's make history. And we are back. Uh, Seems seems Tom Tickver and the Bukowski uh, directing team... (laughs) Brother and sister. They didn't get the memo that the award season starts after Halloween, so last week they released Cloud Atlas in an attempt to be prestigious and uh, ahead of time. And there's, there's, they're literally trying to have prestige drip out of every corner of this movie, Cloud Atlas, from the 
expansive story to the high caliber Academy Award. Yes. No flight. You want to discuss flight? flight? Huh? We didn't get the flight. Oh, we didn't get the flight. We're going to talk to flight. Uh, we can talk flight. Well, we, but you're going to. I don't have to talk, talk about the. Uh, you're talking about the other program that runs on the the network, right? Flight's yeah. good. Yeah. Are we, we done talking about it? We can go to them. No, let's talk flight. Let's talk flight. I jumped the gun. We can go talk flight. No, I'm saying we could check in with that and then come back to flight if you if you well, want to continue that. Well, listen, I don't I, I don't want to promote shows do that. that it's are another show that's this. on Toad Hot Network. We're trying to be. Uh, it's called know. the Movie Scholars. I was, yeah, I, they're I was, very intelligent. I was going to last promotions are very you know popular thing we should when it comes to self-important pretentious movies these guys handle it you're not making friends with that paul no they, hmm. they they're called the movie they put that on their website oh they tweet that <laughs> constantly yeah so but, but we'll, we'll just uh, flip over to the movie scholars program also airing on toe top two the, the second uh, yeah. channel they have here and uh see they're, they're talking about cloud atlas and we'll just give a little listen and see if there's uh, anything uh, worth tuning in for now, Halle Berry's character, or should I say characters, <laughs> show us that the abstract concept of beauty is not in the eye of the beholder, but rather it is an absolute. The aesthetic quality with which her roles are portrayed reaffirm the idea that one can only be attracted to that which he or she... Oh, yeah, screw those guys. Let's yeah, talk about flight. Wow. Right. Really okay. horrible. So, <laughs> I mean, that's really pretentious. I mean, that's some really smart stuff they're doing right there. That's insight. If I were in a room, I would not along. The male of the species is... Yeah, this yeah. is still going on. <laughs> wow. He sounds a little effeminate, that guy. <laughs> he did. He did. You are right. I've been meaning to say that for some time. <laughs> but the question is... Can you put Gimme Shelter in a trailer? Uh, unless if it's a Martin Scorsese movie? If you want me to go see that movie. Yeah? Yes. Flight did. I have so more, people know you're more of a chance flight. of seeing Flight yeah. because Gimme Shelter is in the, in the trailer. But Gimme Shelter feels like All Along the Watchtower. So easy to put in a trailer. It's any 1960s right? movie oh, okay. has All Along the Watchtower in it. But the songs aren't the same. No, they're not. Okay. Unlike right. Willem Dafoe and that other guy. Christopher Walken and Willem Dafoe are not the same guy. <laughs> Personal friend of mine. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking Platoon, the animosity yeah. in Platoon. Hey, let's just get to a clip from Flight. All over the place. Um, okay. We'll play a little bit to let you guys know what it's about. Here we go. What was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. <laughs> There's a little bit of flight. I mean, I go see that. It's a, it's obviously very serious about what goes on in the air. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Idea of meditative drama. I'm glad we got back there. I enjoyed that clip. I'm glad I didn't move on to Cloud Atlas so quickly. No, that was uh, well. The movie scholars have got that covered. They got that covered. If you want to listen, dial. What did you say? Toad, toad hop two. Toad hop two. Just dial in the old interwebs. The deuce. The deuce. The toad deuce. hop. The deuce. Yeah. <laughs> and this is uh, so we can sit here and play more clips from Flight because I think it looks good. Nervous? Yes. First time. No, I've been nervous lots of times. Now, there's such a thing about all these disaster movies about a naming a flight and it becoming like unlucky, right? Well, so they did had you to, say yeah. in this movie they don't. Well, what I said is they they, they avoided it. They avoid naming the movie Flight. 1727 oh, yes, or, right. or 888 Just or Flight 93. And during the pitch meeting, I'm pretty sure it was Flight... <clears throat> what was that? Flight... <clears throat> no, I think it's in the movie, too. This is your captain. Welcome to Flight... <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, we'll any unfortunate associations. Yeah. Flight... <clears throat> <clears throat> over Lockerbie... <clears throat> landing in New Jersey. <clears throat> he's a hero no matter what you find out about the guy, right? When he saves that many people? Well, that's the problem that I can see from the preview is that he saved everybody. 
after that, I really don't think there's much to argue. It's like, yeah, but you can still get up the creek for being drunk while you did it. I mean, that's the that's what the movie's trying to present as the. Of course, you want to cheer on the guy, but of course, he was drunk while flying. You jerk. I have a, I have a clip that deals directly with that scene that you're talking oh, okay. about. Okay. Wait a second. It's an old Are you clip. Sure? Yes. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Oh well, I blew that. Let's play another <laughs> clip then, real quick. Different kind of flying altogether. It's, it's an entirely, entirely different, different kind of flying. flying. <laughs> but it's like Michael. It's an old movie. No, it's like Michael Phelps smoking pot and still kicking everyone's ass in the pool. If he can burn through half a lung the night before and still beat you, he gets another medal, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. You know, if you can land this thing drunk, then, dude, rock <laughs> you know? This movie will not be playing on flights, though. I fly tomorrow because, like I mentioned earlier, movie guys, what we do when we're we, obligated. When we sign up for a, a show is we go, uh, we fly away every once in a while. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Can, can I commit now. to five months? I got to leave tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be gone for Thanksgiving. So you, would you go see Flight tonight? Probably not, yeah. nor would I watch Alive <laughs> yeah. or Lost. Well, as long as Denzel's the pilot, you're fine. Flight 93, your United 93, probably the, the airline bookings for that just <laughs> down there. I have to imagine that's been taken off the roster, right? There is yeah. no Flight 93 anymore. No, it's either. like the 13th floor of a hotel. That doesn't oh, right. exist. Oh. Right, like the, the whole numbers is gone. Flight 888, remember that one? Or is it 800? Mm -hmm. The one that blew up, taken Lockerbie? off from... No, that's a totally different one. But the one that blew up... Oh, you mean Flight 612. <laughs> Why could it be so funny if you had this like whole catalog you knew way too much about... <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. You're thinking of Flight 375. I think it was a TWA plane, which kind of explains the problem right there. Did you ever hang around the gymnasium? <laughs> Jerry Sandusky's a pilot? You'd better tell the captain we've got to land as soon as we can. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. <laughs> All right, well, that's enough of Flight. All What's, right, enough But of what flight. do the movie scholars have to say about Cloud Atlas? Well, let's check in with them over on the deuce and see what they're uh, see exactly what they're saying. The allegory of slavery was given so much more weight by the allegory of the Cloud Atlas sextet, which is not so much a piece of music, but an allegory to the multiple lives, which make the allegory of individualism that much more ironic. It's almost as if none of this movie exists on its surface. It's as if there's a subtext or they a all, text below the subtext. They all indeed. sound a little, little effeminate. effeminate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not that there's anything wrong. Not with that, that there's anything wrong with that. Not at all. When my no. father was effeminate. But um, <clears throat> we saw uh, Lee and I saw. Cloud we did Atlas. actually see Cloud Atlas. Yes. So we we did that. Um, you know, the movie scholars did it, and we did it. Do we have uh, what kind of take? Do we have? Well. Paul and I, this is the second time Paul and I have taken one for the team. Oh, uh, it's gone. Uh, we taken saw, one for the um, team clip is gone. We saw Tree of Life together, and uh, we decided that we'll team up again and go see Cloud Atlas. Difficult, artistic, large, yeah. monumental products that you wouldn't want to pay for because Paul's on a list, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but for the fact that it was free, and but for the fact that it was the DGA, we would I don't know if I would have seen this. But Tree of Life snuck up on me. Uh, the next day, the Tree of Life really did kind of work me over, and I had appreciated what was going on, at least between the dead dinosaur on the beach and Sean Penn at the end. Everything in between that and Tree of Life was a decent movie. Basically, the Brad Pitt. Anywhere from the nail <laughs> clippers dolls, down all the way down to the <laughs> giant comb. Anywhere between the beach ball and the toenail but clippers. But not including the gum. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I, I thought about that when we went to see Cloud Atlas. And, uh, I, you know, I enjoyed it. It's, it's six different stories that, when told individually, are rather interesting. But when you weave them together, really not so much. Hmm. Although they do it well. I mean, I have to admit I was kind of impressed with the ambition. Do they have all kinds of clever transitions where somebody spills water in one thing and then water gets spilled in That would have the been other? interesting. They no. actually did do that. They did, did a couple, they? Yeah, they did sure, a couple of Of course, times. everybody does that. Everyone no, actually it's so original. They didn't do that. <laughs> they did that. A car w- revved off in one place, and then they cut to the different time period, and a car came to a stop ah, and you in go, front of a house. And everyone and stands in. up and goes, oh, that's amazing. Nobody's ever done that except only except the people who do that. But they did it once in three hours. Other than oh, okay. that, there was no other so parallel. There those. was no other connection other than Holly Berry's pretty hot in all of them. There's a whole thing uh, going on on the movie guys, uh, the movie scholars. Uh, Are <laughs> they still that? discussing this? Have you forgotten how attractive Holly Berry is? Said in a film like Cloud Atlas, it's apparent that the Wachowski brothers, uh, brother and sister pair, and Tom Tickver were very interested in they making the, the most right. of uh, staging oh, the scholars. action within the frame. Uh, mise-en-scene, of course, a uh, term first applied to the practice of directing plays. And, uh, scholars like us will extend the term to film direction as well. It, it, it signifies basically the director's control over what appears in the film. Good frame. Lord. Do you think, <laughs> they do you, just do you think they're throwing it back to us at all? Do you think they're mentioning the movie guys on the Uno? Yeah, what's going on over there? Let's check in with on them. number one. Yeah. Talking about Holly Berry's breasts. But you, have you forgotten how attractive she is? Because this movie's a great reminder of how gorgeous that woman is. Because she's six yeah. people. Because she's six times as hot mm-hmm. every time you see I met her. Did I tell you I met Holly Berry once? Did not. And I felt ugly standing next to her. It was insane. I, w- I was at the Screen Actors Guild Awards uh, ceremony one night. No I big s- deal. No big deal. I was, I was just, just hanging out. At wandering around. I mean, you know. Yeah. As people, I'm People end up there. People end up there. <laughs> you wear a tuxedo. You step out of the house. Next thing you know, <laughs> you're rubbing elbows with Holly Berry. But she was wearing this, this like, crush velour, this peach gown and I'm pretty sure there was a spotlight just following her around all the time. She's always well lit in life. Exactly. She's one of those people. Yeah. Just her skin looked like it tasted like caramel. <laughs> I believe that. I would she's I tried. Gorgeous. But yeah, she's good. But it was a it was a decent movie. It kept my interest. Um Paul, you fell asleep. I did. Well here's Paul, the deal. Out a movie like that, don't see at ten PM. It was yeah. t- I mean I had to get up, take uh, someone to the airport early in the morning. Tried to get back to sleep, couldn't do it. Yeah. Stayed up the rest of the day. 10 p.m. hit. You gotta be. You gotta be. Oh, there's a the the future segment in Korea that you mentioned. If it, the movie was all that, I would have stayed up. But they went to other parts of unknown. But they had this uh, weird section where they go. I think it was even further in the future after the total collapse of everything. I have no idea when that was taking place, and because I, it had a, this weird juxtaposition of old and timey. And new and timey. That's an, I'm, yeah. I'm coining that. They said right after now. the fall. New and timey. That's well. That's our beer sponsor for this week. <laughs> new and actually. timey. New and timey. But it was this weird, right? It was this weird juxtaposition yeah. where, where there was this, all this technology except for this island that didn't have any of the technology, and they spoke this this language, this dialect. Yes, and so all, it was out there. That's the traditional definition of out there, right? All the actors uh, pretty much uh, mastered this. Created language for the movie. Let's play a little clip. And it had like uh, subtitles. No. Just ain't lose blood. She gonna catch up on the rebound on the med side. <laughs> what it is, Big Mama? My mama raised no dummies. I dug her rap. Cut me some slack, Jack. Oh, say, cut me some Chump don't want to help. Chump don't get the help. Say, can't hang. Say, seven up. Jive ass dude don't got no brains anyhow. Well, apparently Adam speaks the language, but I found it a little. 
disjarring simply because it takes you a second or two to catch on to how they're speaking because you, you can, within context, figure out what they're saying because it's English. It's, it's just the juxtaposition of preposition yeah. before adjective and all that other stuff. Check in with movie scholars. They might well, be talking cool. about that. That's totally yeah, – that's, that's cool. Disjarring is totally a word of theirs. Time and space helped to further the notion that time is mm-hmm. not a concrete mm-hmm. uh, concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the parallels. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> that is so funny. Everyone catch that? Our bit got discharged. That is hilarious. <laughs> Paul, you're if supposed if to edit anybody... out. <laughs> Yay! That's fantastic. <laughs> if anybody missed that, oh, well, let's play, play that again. again. Play it again. <laughs> this is up. Space helped to further the notion that time is mm-hmm. not a concrete mm-hmm. concept. That mm-hmm. would <laughs> the parallels between time and I space. I think this just proves that even the movie scholars. That time is not a concrete concept. <laughs> yeah, even the movie scholars aren't perfect. Yeah. What? What? You didn't edit clip 65 correctly? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the 800th clip of the show. <laughs> My point being is that it, it, is, oh, a little, okay. it is a little disjarring to go from a, a scene that is speaking, you know, yeah, proper English into this this weird made up dialect, and it takes you a moment or two to get into one or the other and shift back and forth. And Halle Berry looked hot in a onesie. Okay, so that's uh, flight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get back to talking to the audience. Another I think. movie. Let's let's actually address the audience and give them some information. <laughs> let's give them some information on another movie that's opening up this weekend. Oh, it's a big goodness. week. We got three new movies. This is the third. Off the rails. Um, <laughs> They're probably, you know, if we said a movie was opening called The Man with the Iron Fists, no doubt you're saying, movie guys, I don't know what that movie is. And they have to say it like Shatner, apparently. <laughs> and we'd have um, to say, well, we're here to provide a public service, not just entertain, right? Exactly. <laughs> so then we would uh, proceed with the preview. Let's do it. I don't know any gentle way of saying this, but girls, leave the room, and geeks, get ready to come. Because Quentin Tarantino and Eli Roth are teaming up with Wu-Tang's RZA to make a brand new kung fu action movie that looks just like all the old ones. This movie looks awesome, but probably only to those for whom it was designed to look awesome for. In classic kung fu form, someone's trying to steal something from some poor people in 19th century China. In modern form, this brings together a mortal cadre of magical-powered martial artists who enter and engage in an Enter the Dragon-style kung fu contest. Best plot you can possibly have in a movie Absolutely. Like Entered in the contest, according to IMDb, IMDb, are a band of warriors, assassins, and a rogue British soldiers. Well, for my money, uh, my money is personally on the rogue British soldier. And not just because he's played by Russell Crowe, but because he's gone rogue! And as we have recently learned, one man going rogue always trumps any organized group effort. Russell Crowe can actually be seen to, get this, smile and have fun on screen before he dismembers a man with a knife. I'm not sure America's ready for this, but maybe China is. (laughs) Is there a trade deficit joke there? (laughs) Lucy Liu, Kung Fu royalty, plays Madame Blossom, a vicious killer in the bedroom. There's Brass Body, who can turn his body Mm. into brass. And Bronze Lion, a ferocious fighter for whom bronze is less of a literal description. (laughs) Riza, a writer and first-time director, plays the blacksmith. A nickname's not as racist as it sounds when you realize he is an actual blacksmith. He forges tremendous inventive weapons for the contest, including the eponymous Iron Fists. While it's his first movie as a director, hip-hop mogul Riza is no stranger to martial arts. Wu-Tang fans already know the entire history of the rap group. It's littered with martial arts references, not the least of which is the name Wu-Tang Clan. 
As he, he did the score for uh, Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2 and watched Quentin Tarantino direct for a month of the production of Kill Bill. Uh, and to look at this movie, boy, does he eat, live, and breathe kung fu. The movie looks like one masterful and gory fight sequence after another set to a cool hip-hop soundtrack by the RZA. If only kung fu movies played to urban audiences, this thing might be a hit. I'm kidding, of course. This will play like gangbusters to the shout at the screen crowd. Luckily, it looks like there's nothing to hear in this movie. And I get shit for the turbans lined up playing. We we get that one, too. Racist joke. (laughs) But that's fine. So... There you go. That is the uh, man hey, with I the iron heard, fist. I heard in a stand-up thing once from like Richard Pryor that they shouted the screen. I mean, if I were to say that, I don't have the nerve to go to an all-black audience. I don't have that kind of. Really? I don't. I will not go to Magic Johnson's movie theater. No way. Yeah. Well, um, what do we just next topic? To say the same thing. Next topic. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I'm saying I don't. I have no first-hand knowledge of this. I'm going on what Richard. No, I did Pryor when I was a kid. Me. No, when I was a kid, I went to see. Get this, Beat Street. The king of the beat? So you're rocking that beat from, <laughs> from across, across the, street? the street? Yes, in Winter Haven, Florida. And I was like 12 or 13 or something like that, 14 maybe. And uh, me and a friend went to go see Beat. He wanted to see Beat Street really bad. He was into rap. I really almost didn't know what rap was. Like I kind of knew but kind of didn't know. And uh, we went to go see Beat Street. And, and it was like we were, we were getting stuff thrown at us. Was, really? Well, see, was I, was Florida, honey. I was in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Florida and actually saw the color purple and watched people get up and walk out and was aware enough to be offended by them walking out. Hmm. White people did that. <laughs> well, um, this movie, no doubt, will get everyone together with a great theme song. Karen's laughing. I don't know why. Okay, this is because the color purple line just killed the conversation. <laughs> I'm just saying that I was aware enough to know that that was wrong. They That's got like up four and awkward up. things you've brought up today. That we <laughs> what to do with? Now, what was the song from Color Purple, though? Right? Purple, purple. You know what? <laughs> Beat sheets. Taking these off. <laughs> Taking your headphones off. Right. You're out. I'm out. We need you back. No, We're doing a big musical finale. Seriously, we got a big musical finale. Yeah. Listen, in the, in the spirit of this movie, which is a kung fu competition, we are as well are going to compete in a, uh, a maze balls giant, huge a karaoke Wait a minute. action movie theme sure you want to do that song now? thing to the death. Yes. Because there's other rap stars who have directed other movies that we want to talk about. I know. No time for them. Uh, I don't care about the Rizza or the Gizza or the Dizza or whatever the hell their name is. Because are. I have my Hollywood reporter right here. As you can see. <laughs> I know I know you'd love to do that bit, Lee, but uh, we're moving on to the grand really? finale. I shouldn't mention that Easy e is directing a movie called Fists of Bitches. Would that be, would that be wrong? That might need to be mentioned. What okay. else is in there, I'm Lee? I'm with Paul that we should move on, except for that one. What else? Okay. Well, well there is one called, from T.I., he has a movie called Crouching Drug Deal Hidden Cop Car. Is that? That's, that's been greenlit. I remember reading that. Um, Bismarckese. Do you have that page 12, Adam? Do I do, have... I do. I believe a Bismarcky has been greenlit in a movie called Shaolin Bitches Be Trippin'. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm, I'm following you guys now. Okay, uh, page 12 of the... Ghostface Killer. He's got a movie coming out called I Will Kill Your Ass with Martial Arts. <laughs> He's really not... Did you see that Snoop Dogg is directing Warriors of the Sacred Spliff? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm reading right here in uh, Hollywood Reporter that uh, a Grandmaster Flash has a movie coming out actually Ooh. called Ass, Ass, Ass. I have to see that one. Flava Flav, the man with the golden teeth, and we'll... Okay, anyway. Marky Mark, enter the boy band. (laughs) (laughs) All right, move on. What's the next bit? The next bit is our grand finale, or 
one might call it the finally. Uh, this is our action movie theme karaoke sing off to the death. And we do this because. Ooh. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, Rizza did the music for Kill Bill, like he said. I don't remember yeah. any of it. I don't remember uh, half this music. But I do remember when in the 80s and 90s, these great songs that came out for all the movies then. And, and if we were to sing those, we could maybe get to those under 30 set how great these movies were. Adam, you want to take the helm? Absolutely. Let's get this thing started with a little Kenny Loggins. Kenny, uh, <laughs> <laughs> under thirty, Adam. Under thirty. I'm going all the way. Sooner or later, gotta love somebody. I don't care how long it takes. Like a shot through the heart. I got news for you. I may not look so smart, but I'm nobody's fool. Like George Burns. Talking your lyrics. I ripped that one <laughs> off, man. I ripped that one out. That was great. Um, was uh, we, We're just letting the music play underneath. It's not even real karaoke at this point. But here's a little Frank Stallone. I know this was from Staying Alive, not really an action movie, but it's from the same time period. This is the end. You made your choice and now your chance is over. Everybody. I, I don't know those lyrics. <laughs> you put me down and say I'm going Something to that effect. <laughs> Everybody knows this song. Take it, Lee. It repeats itself. You'll succeed. You can have your dreams. You're the best around. Nothing's ever gonna bring you down. You're the best around. Nothing's ever gonna keep you down. This was supposed to be a competition. We're all losing. <laughs> Robert know, Tepper, anybody? I'm clearly We're losing at the league. same time. Who, who would like a little Robert Tepper? Yeah. There's no easy way out. There's no shortcut home. There's no easy way out. Give it in, can't be Give it in sounds like the very wrong thing to do. I hope the contest in Man with the Man with the Iron Fist is happy. Oh yeah! Fight to the beginning of the end! The end's almost here. Winner takes it all! Lily breaks the fall! Hey, you want to kill uh, any uh, any good karaoke night? You're looking good, Paul. This, this I just want to take this, this chance to, to tell everyone to go to the video portion of this if they're just listening. <laughs> they're missing out. They yeah. really are missing out. What is the final contest the of the Mortal Kombat of uh, heroic 80s anthem rock? <laughs> Not uh, that. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, this, we'll, we'll go out with this. Let's and get um, it's basically not. You don't need to know how it goes. Oh yeah. You just need to do little Michael McDonald. It's more. We've of a done impersonations here tonight, but have we done Michael McDonald yet? Huh? Hey, hey, yeah. Gonna ride like the wind. <laughs> uh, with Michael McDonald, I think that brings to a close another uh, episode of the Movie Guys. Um, Together we are the movie guys. Individually we are Paul Preston. Please check us out at uh, facebook.com slash the movie guys and at the movie guys at Twitter. And, uh, man, I got to get on a flight tomorrow. 
Clearly. I, you, do you look at the pilot when you get on the plane? And they, I do. Do, I, do. I trust that guy? I do I not trust hand. that guy? See how, what kind of handshake he's got. After all this flight talk, I think I'm going to have to do that. If it's a dead that. fish, I turn right around. <laughs> I get back into the into the lounge. I have another Bloody Mary. Screw this guy. Shine sweet freedom. Shine light on me. You all imagine right where I want to be. Karen, take a take a lyric. Take us home, Karen. Bring us home. No? Not so much. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.